Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to, to have you along for the ride. And very, very, very happy to have this young lady on. Her name is Chaya Raychik. You probably have heard her name recently, but for a long time, you saw her work way before you heard her name because she's the founder, the creator of Libs of TikTok on Twitter. Chaya, so great to meet you face-to-face. We've been interacting for a while. Good to see you. How are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm good. How are you? Uh, you are good. You're better than good. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I've, I've been excited to have you on for a long time. I've been kind of a pain in the ass, I'll admit it, by asking you almost every other day, will you come on? And thank you for doing this. For those who don't know, TikTok is a China-based, CCP-based um, social media site that really does collect all your data. It really does uh, go above and beyond to make America look like a bunch of idiots. I think they promote the... Um, the minority in America, I don't mean racially, I mean the minority of people and thought, uh, and they don't promote our value system that we're a great country, that we love the country. So you got an idea that you would go on TikTok and see all the negativity about the fringe in America and simply repost it. I mean, that's really what you did, right? Yeah, pretty much in short. That's basically what I do. What, what made you decide, you know, this might be interesting to spread this around beyond TikTok? Yeah, so I started seeing all of these really bizarre TikToks and videos. The whole TikTok is just so bizarre. And I started going through it and seeing uh, not just weird, but also dangerous because there are a lot of activists on there um, targeting kids. And I was just like, this stuff needs to be seen by many more people. It needs to be exposed. So I decided to take those videos and post it to other social media channels. Because basically... You've got a bunch of kids on TikTok. Now, I was on TikTok for three months. Somebody dared me. They said, you can get a really big following. I went on TikTok, and in three months, I got 130,000 followers. But TikTok was banning me and dropping my videos. I was outside the guidelines by just telling the truth about, like, Leah Thomas or just telling the truth about, about left versus right politics in America. They've got a very, very um, quick clamp to get rid of any activity that doesn't do what the people that you're exposing are doing. And again, the people that you're exposing are targeting children. They're teachers that are doing abnormal things in classes. They are the, the groomers that we would call them that are trying to get a hold of the mentality and the value system of kids so that they can get them ready to be, I don't know, deviants when they get older. So you saw this and said, let me put this on Twitter. And the, what, what made it catch fire? Were there big accounts that started noticing you? Because all of a sudden it blew up. Yeah, it grew really fast. I was really surprised. Um, I think that everyone was just really shocked and mortified because no one was really seeing all this content on TikTok before I started bringing it to the mainstream and showing it to more people. And so a lot of big accounts started sharing it and a lot of media outlets started sharing my content too. So that's really how it grew. And it was just compound growth. And then it, it, it got really big, really fast. I want to I want to bring by the way it's Chaya Rachik she's the the creator the founder of Libs of TikTok go to libsoftiktok.com sign up for the for the newsletter make sure you go follow her on on uh, on uh, Twitter unbelievable expose of just what's really being posted but I want to make an example like ABC News NBC CBS grabbed a piece of an interview that I did with Senator Ron Johnson where Johnson said he would have felt better about the protest being by values-based Americans on January 6th than BLM or Antifa. In context, what he said makes made sense. He wasn't talking about those who attacked the Capitol. They took a snippet of that, of that video, and all of these outlets were saying that Johnson was saying he would rather have had MAGA people attack the Capitol than Black Lives Matter or Antifa. He never said that. And it was so hard for me to get a hold of all the producers, get a hold of all the people, dispel the lies that they were telling. That's not what you're doing. You don't take anything out of context. And you're not basically ever, I mean, every once in a while you'll give a, a couple of word opinion. 
But you're just saying, here's the video, here's the teacher, what do you think? I mean, that's really what you do. Do you change any videos that you grab? So the actual videos, there's no editorial at all. It's just the video, I download it from TikTok and I post it to Twitter. That's it. As far as the commentary, it's very, very, very minimal commentary. The least commentary you'll see from any account of my size. Definitely. Now, you Again, you just present it. So why are people so mad at you? The people that posted it on TikTok wanted it to be seen. They put it out there to, to say they're getting away with something in class or, you know, we're doing a drag show and this is what we're really doing in the drag show. We're not doing a kid-friendly drag show, which, by the way, is a misnomer. You can't have a kid-friendly drag show. What is their complaint? You're not changing the content and you're not commenting. Um, yeah, well, they come up with different complaints all the time. But uh, the reality is that, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant. So when I take this content and I show it to people, um, the the people whose videos it is and, and the far left, they get really upset at me. Um, and I think, I mean, they should be thanking me. I'm, you know, people want to go viral on TikTok. That's what TikTok's all about. And I'm helping them go viral and get views. But the, the thing is that they want to be able to post this and they want people to see it, but only certain people and only people who have certain views. And it just doesn't work like that. And that's the thing. You're, pre- you're spreading it out to everybody and you, you have been attacked mercilessly. I got to, I got to bring up Taylor Lorenz because she's a little wacky. By the way, it's Chaya Rachik. She's the founder of Libs of TikTok. Go to libsoftiktok.com. Follow her on Twitter, Libs of TikTok. And she's got a personal account there now too. Um, how did you even come to know who Taylor, I didn't, I've never heard of the person before this controversy with you. And, and what she did was she said, your account is so important that we have to know where you live. I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, more or less. So the first time I heard about Taylor Lorenz was actually a few weeks before she doxed me when she went on TV crying about being doxed, actually. Right. She was crying, literal tears, crying about being doxed and about people sharing her information. And then just a few weeks later, I started getting harassed by her because she was planning on doxing me and sharing my information, my name, my location. And that's exactly what she did. I was a journalist for a long time, TV news anchor, TV reporter. I know how to do the job. I I did it very well. I can't imagine as a journalist what she would gain by publicizing where you live, what your real name is, where you happen to be at a a particular moment, unless she was trying to bring you harm. I mean, that's, it's what it had to be, right? Um, it could, it could be a part of it. Yeah. I definitely got a massive increase in death threats and in hateful messages after the doxing. So, and I don't think she feels bad about that at all. But I think that she really just wanted to silence me. I think a lot of people on the left wanted to silence me. I'm, I'm a threat to them. She reached out to you first, right? And, and, and said, I'm going to do this piece. Do you have a comment? Or did she make a threat via the DM? Seth? I thought I saw DMs between the two of you. How did she first reach out? Was it after she doxed you or before? It was before. So about two days before, for two days, she was harassing me, calling, emailing, texting, anyone whose number she could get a hold of with the same last name as me. She was threatening other people with my name that if they don't speak to her, they're going to be linked to my account, you know, which she called a hateful account. Um, so, yeah, I knew this was going I knew this was coming. Uh, she, like I said, harassing me for two days. Uh, and then she, you know, as we know, shared that that article, which docks me. And, and that literally made you like get up and leave and go into hiding for a while, because that's a scary thing. Yes, I had to go into hiding, uh, I think three times already since then it's been about eight nine months um it was yeah it was scary but i I think that you know you take steps to protect yourself which i'm doing 
So I, I feel, I feel good about it right now. Did you ever consider stopping because of the threats that were coming in? And, and look, she seems like she's, uh, she couldn't hurt a fly to be honest with you, but she's got the power of the pen and the Washington post is a big outlet, but there are other people who are nuts, like literally nuts that wanted you to stop. And if you didn't stop, they would do X, Y, and Z. Was there a moment that you thought to yourself, maybe this isn't worth it? Never, not even for a second. You, you can't, when you see how bad it is out there, you just, for me, like I feel a moral obligation to continue no matter how hard it is. I mean, there's always going to be ups and downs, but I just, I can't stop. It's just too important. Would you ever, would, would I know your name and face had she not done this? No. At the end of the day, is it a positive thing then? I mean, you made something positive out of it. Yeah, I think that with anything in life, you can either choose to focus on the positive or the negative. So the positive is that my account tripled in followers, uh, my influence got bigger, more people see the content now, which is really the whole point. The point is that as many people as possible should see this content so that we can so that we can stop it. The, The content focuses on protecting childhood innocence. And the more people that see it, the more we can do to stop the far left's agenda to destroy childhood innocence. It is uh, Chaya Rachik. She's the founder of Lives of TikTok. Go to livesoftiktok.com. Follow her on uh, on Twitter. Are you publicizing your, your personal Twitter or not? Because I can put that out too if you want. Um, yeah, sure. It's just my name, Chaya Rachik 10. All right. So again, you can follow her on Twitter uh, as well. It's C-H-A-Y-A. Last name is R-A-I-C-H-I-K. Um, and, and I follow you there. No pressure because the libs of TikTok follows me back and you don't follow that many. So I'm fine with that. If you don't want to do it personally, that's cool. Um, when it comes to TikTok, and again, I've, I've now, I didn't say this earlier, but I, I deleted my account because I got tired of being, uh, of being squeezed and Congress actually started saying, no, the CCP is literally getting your keystrokes on your phone. They, they, they are putting, embedding, it's like a Trojan horse. Look at this great TikTok, see people dance, and then literally they're going through every app that you have and all your facial recognition they're grabbing. So I got rid of it. I deleted the account, and I would suggest to anybody out there um, that they do the same thing. They're not going to, though, Chaya. So um, you, you don't lack for content, do you? You could probably post 100 videos a day if you wanted to. I have an arsenal of videos. I have hundreds of videos, and I have thousands of messages that I have to go through. I have an insane amount of content. So no matter what happens with TikTok, there's always going to be content. There's always going to be stuff to to expose. But I just on your point earlier, I would agree that if you have TikTok, delete it. It's dangerous. It's CCP spyware. And no one should have it on their phone. I have a separate device just for TikTok and only because it's literally my job. But I don't think anyone should have TikTok. I couldn't agree more. I made my daughter get off of TikTok, and, and again, I deleted my account. You know, it's uh, but it's one of those things, and you could probably opine on this. They grab you by giving you virality. I was getting videos that had a million views, and that feels good. Now I don't know if they're really a million views. If the CCP said pretend he's got a million views so we can keep him, I don't know how it really works. But it appeared as though you got virality, and that's how they keep you on there. And if you if you don't pay attention, you could spend three hours on TikTok, and it feels like a second. Uh, so they grab your attention, they give you content that they know that you want because of the content that you've seen. They know exactly how long you're looking at it. And as you said, it's spyware where they go through your entire phone. Did you have to figure that out the hard way or did you know that going in? Because President Trump tried to get rid of TikTok unless they sold it to, to somebody outside of China. And that almost happened. And then, of course, the Democrats came in and you don't have to do that. But did you know that early on that they were spying on us? No, I did not. I how did, did, how not did you find out? Uh, through the different reporting that came out. And especially the last few weeks, it's really heightened because quite a few states have banned TikTok from government devices. And that so, should tell the residents of those states, maybe it's time to, to do, it, do that as well. If the government is afraid of it, you should be afraid of it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think besides for the spyware, it's also, 
it's also the type of platform that it is. The goal of it is to target kids. And specifically in America, their algorithm is so, is like, it's, it's so detailed and they know exactly what to feed, what to feed you. So they're feeding kids all of this content, um, pushing gender ideology and pushing other, other concepts like that. And that's their goal is to, is to destroy us, I think. Well, you're right. I mean, they're pushing the flag is bad. The national anthem is bad. America's founding is bad. Hey, slavery is still around, which it isn't Uh, in this country. It is in Africa and elsewhere. It is in China, by the way. There's slavery there with the Uyghurs. So you've got a a similar program. I think they actually just call it ByteDance in China. ByteDance is the owner of TikTok. And the Chinese one is how great China is. If you go through the Chinese one, China is great. Our flag is great. Mao is great. She is great. So, I mean, that's what they're doing. We're wonderful. That country sucks. And people in this country start to believe it, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, As you see your following grow on Twitter, we are also seeing the Twitter files. And you specifically were mentioned in the Twitter files. We have to take this account down. And they were taking you down for any reason. I was suspended once because I said hydroxychloroquine works, which it does. They suspended me until I took it down. But they were suspending you just for existing. Yeah, that was extremely validating to see that come out with the Twitter files because I was persecuted on Twitter. Yes, they were yes. suspending me so many times. I kept getting suspensions and I knew that I never violated the rules. I was really careful not to violate the rules. And then we find out, you know, months later with the Twitter files that they admitted, the Twitter employees admitted that I never violated the rules and they called it an, an indirect violation. So they were looking for any excuse to get rid of me, knowing I never violated the rules. So I'm glad those days are over. Thank you, Elon Musk. Yeah, really. And I'm I really mean, hopeful for the future of Twitter. You knew that they were focused on you, but you couldn't have known it was that deep. I mean, that that's really deep. They were doing everything they could to even change rules for people like you, people like Trump. Let's change our TOS just so we can get rid of these specific individuals. Yeah, um, and I think it just shows how powerful Lives of TikTok is. And it's it's honestly, it's just so humbling that I get to do this service and I really view it as as a service um, to the American people. It is, and and it just gives me more confidence to continue fighting. The fact that they're so threatened by it, I'm obviously doing something right. Have you ever heard from anybody? And by the way, it's, it's Shia Rachik. Go and follow Libs of TikTok on Twitter. Go to libsoftiktok.com. Follow anything she does. Sign up for the newsletter. Buy the the gear. Whatever you can do to support uh, what she does, because it's amazing how she's illuminated for all of us who aren't on TikTok exactly how bad it is over on that site. Have you heard from anybody whose video you did post? I would think they would thank you because suddenly they've got a billion views and people know who they are. I'm I'm guessing they probably were mad, but how can they be? Have you heard directly from them? Yes, I actually have from quite a few. I get mixed reactions, usually negative. You know, they're like, take down my video. How can you post it? I don't, I never respond to them, but I mean, if you're going to post something publicly on TikTok yes. and you never know where it's going to go. So if you don't want your video out there, then maybe just don't post it. Have, have any of them threatened to sue you or anything? That would be kind of dumb because they're putting it, as you said, they're posting it publicly. Anybody can see it. Anybody can comment on it. In fact, we have, there are laws and regulations in this country that say we can make commentary and opinion on pieces that are published. Has anybody threatened you with a lawsuit like that? Uh, yeah, I've gotten threatened, but you know, obviously there's fair use and our attorneys said there's, there's nothing to worry about. So they can threaten all they want, but I, I think that if, if it's really going to bother them so much, then they should, probably shouldn't just, shouldn't put that content out to begin with. 
I got to tell you, I'm pr- I don't, we don't know each other that well, but I'm proud of you. I think you're probably young enough to be my daughter. I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that you've got such a backbone that you're standing up for what's right. The fact that you're taking their own content, posting it, and people are mad that you're doing that. And they called you the most powerful, the most negative, the most um, extreme um, account on, on Twitter, which it can't be. You're literally only posting what people have already done. And you're not gaining from their content. You're just exposing their content to those of us who don't see it. When you, when you heard words like that associated with you, did that make you mad? Did that make you more, more stringent in the fact you're going to go forward? What did you think when you heard that you were the most extreme account on Twitter? Um, I, I mean, I think I just laughed. Like, it, it's <laughs> funny because I'm, I'm posting them in their own words. Yes. And it's kind of interesting because... I agree. It it is it is extreme. The stuff, the content in the videos is extreme. It's 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 really bizarre, and they call me dangerous. And and I think a lot of the content in the videos is dangerous, but they're really just calling themselves those things because I'm posting them in their own words. One hundred percent. It's Chaya Rachik. Um, go in and follow her right now. Libs of TikTok on Twitter. You can follow her name as well on Twitter with a ten at the end, or go to libsoftiktok.com. I love what you're doing. Keep that strength. Anything we can do for you, and anytime we can spread the word on what it is that you're working on, make sure you let us know, okay? I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. You're very welcome. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you. Make sure you stop by Rumble tonight. You can check out the interviews with Donald Trump Jr., Chaya Rychik, uh, and also um, Lauren Boebert from the first hour. Go check those out tonight. Let's just pop culture. Bop. What's happening, Polo? So uh, I, I'm assuming you saw this uh, story about Stephanie McMahon yeah. resigning from her role as co-CEO of the WWE just days after her father, Vince McMahon, had returned to the company's board of directors. He had stepped away back in July, or I think he actually said that he was retiring uh, due to some investigating of uh, some alleged misconduct. He's forced his way back in, and he's actually trying to sell the company. So Wow. Yeah. That's craziness. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. I appreciate it, Polo. Thank you. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.